I understand that you were in the Army, mm -hmm. so what branch of Army were you in? I was in the Field Artillery. Field Artillery. Mm -hmm. How long were you in the Army? Uh, 22 years. What inspired you to join the Army? Uh, the first time I joined the Army was the draft board. Draft. I, was, I was drafted. I mm -hmm. uh, served two years and then I got out of the Army as a police officer for seven years mm -hmm. and decided that I liked being in the, in the Army much more than I liked being a police officer, so I went back in the Army. Were you in any live battles? I fought in Vietnam and uh, uh, Desert Storm, Desert Shield, and in Panama. What was it like? Uh, intense. Very intense. Very intense. <laughs> what year did you go home from the Army? Like? I retired in 1999. 1999? Mm -hmm. So you were a cop in Washington. Mm -hmm. Why'd you decide to be a cop? Well, that's how I got out of the Army early because at that time, the president, who was Richard Nixon, was offering draft draftees early outs if they would go into law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that time, I wasn't real happy after coming back from Vietnam. Mm -hmm. So the opportunity to get out of the Army 90 days early to be a police officer <laughs> appealed to me, and I thought I might like the work. So I applied and was accepted in Washington, D.C. as a police officer. Mm -hmm. Left 90 days early and went to the police academy. What year were you sworn in into the police academy? Uh, 1970. How long were you a cop? Six, little, about six and a half years. Six and a half years? Yeah. What was one of the biggest cases you worked on as a cop? Uh, worked a sting operation involving uh, the FBI, uh, New York City Police, New York City State Troopers, Maryland State Police, Alabama, Georgia State Police, involving you know expensive cars being stolen in places like New York, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. Washington D.C., then being sent down to Georgia and Alabama to be cut up, put back together again, and then <laughs> sent to South America to be sold as new cars. And so That's crazy. It was uh, we took. We took a chunk out of the Mafia with that. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm -hmm. What year did you leave? Uh, 78. 78? Mm -hmm. Why Marshall? Why did you feel called to Marshall? <laughs> you know, tiny little town. I'll tell you, Katie. It's, uh, that's probably the most interesting part of my journey. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was asked to take the interview here in Marshall, I was also interviewing for a church in Austin and one in Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. And both my wife and I were very excited about either one of those two prospects. Mm -hmm. At that time, my mother lived in Fort Worth. My father had died. Mm -hmm. So that would have made us close to her. Most of my family lives in northwest Texas, southwest Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. So that would have put us closer to our family. But we also liked Austin, mm -hmm. uh, and the church was in South Austin, which was an area of, of Austin we particularly liked. Mm -hmm. Then the, the individual who's now our bishop, Andy Doyle, Bishop Doyle, mm -hmm. was then the canon to the ordinary. I mean, he was the assistant to the bishop at that time. And he told me that 
he would like me to accept the interview with the search committee for Marshall. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know where Marshall was. <laughs> and, but since I was involved in search with other churches, you know, you, you, you do things sometimes, you think you're doing them for practice. Mm -hmm. I figured it'd be a good experience to be interviewed by as many churches as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I accepted the interview. And normally the interview process for a priest is that three or four people from that church come down to see you. And you may meet with those three or four people and then several weeks later meet with three or four more people. Well, when the team from Marshall came down, it was the entire search committee of 12 people. And uh, interviewed, I said, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be who I am. Uh, and you folks can, you know, kind of take or leave it, really. I'm not gonna put on a dog and pony show for you. Uh, but it was a very good interview, and I enjoyed the people that were part of the search committee from this this parish. It was a and the age spectrum from young to old people, men and women, was a great mix of a search committee. Mm -hmm. And both Megan and I enjoyed meeting with them, and met with them for a day and a half, mm -hmm. and a couple of weeks later, received a call and they asked if we would come be willing to come up here for a visit. And since neither Megan and I had ever been up to this part of the state, we said, let's go up to see what this town marshal looks like. Mm -hmm. So we drove up, spent the weekend. And then the, the second day we were here, uh, members of the search committee brought us by and showed us the church. Mm -hmm. And when we saw the church, and stepped inside the church, we both knew that this was where God was calling us. It was just, we just kind of looked at each other and go, why? Mm -hmm. But we knew it. And part of that is also, I think, God working is he's always given me a passion uh, for ministry outside of urban areas. Mm -hmm. You know, in one sense, you know, an urban area is a very comfortable place to practice ministry mm -hmm. because it's so spread out that you don't have to worry about being really in real close relationships with people. Mm -hmm. But in a small town, you have to be in relationship with the people who are in your parish. You can't avoid it. You know, mm -hmm. you know when I was the church I was at in Houston, we had parishioners who lived 60 miles away from the church. And they travel an hour to come to church. You know, at, you, you, the only time you saw them was on Sunday or at a church function. You never saw them during the week. <laughs> but in a place like Marshall, you see the parishioners every day. You get a chance to really be involved in their lives and their relationship with God. Mm -hmm. To me, that's one of the foundational aspects of ministry is being involved with the people God has called you to be the shepherd of. Uh, not to simply see them once on Sunday and then not see them again for another week, but to be involved in their lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the greatest privileges for a minister is to be able to baptize, marry, confirm, and even bury mm -hmm. the people 
that are that they know and love. Mm -hmm. And in a, a town like Marshall, serving as a rector in a parish, in a town where you get to know the people, your parishioners and other people in the community, calls for very intimate relationships and a great deal of honesty. And I think that's the kind of ministry that our Lord himself tried to live out and lived out in his life. Mm -hmm. So that's coming to Marshall was just trying to be obedient to God's call again. <laughs> I also understand that you recently got a PhD. Yes. What'd you get your PhD in? Uh, got it in the uh, doctorate of in liturgy. Liturgy. Mm -hmm. Why did you want it? I've always been intrigued. Well, I always like I, I love learning, mm -hmm. but I was always intrigued by the way the early church worshipped mm -hmm. and how that worship grew over two thousand years, and that we worship today very much like the early church mm -hmm. and the early church worshiped very much like the early synagogues of, of Israel. Mm -hmm. And how that process of us coming into a relationship with God and then worshiping God, I found fascinating. The way, because part of what liturgy is, is the way that you and I, through our worship, communicate with God and He communicates with us. What made you feel called to be a priest? Well, it's not what I had planned for my retirement from the Army. Mm -hmm. It was a big change in the world. Big change, world. yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, About three years before I retired, uh, I felt that the career that I thought I was going to do after I retired wasn't really what I was wanting to do, what I was programmed to do, if you will. Uh, you know, I'd... Our family had always been a family that was involved in the church that we were going to. Mm -hmm. And I'd held lay positions of ministry and lay positions of leadership in churches. Uh, but it just seemed as I got close to retirement, as I got closer to retirement, mm -hmm. that God had something else in mind for me other than what I thought I wanted to do. And so I began exploring that. and recognized that I had to make a decision. Uh, if I was going to follow this path, well, it had to be a path that also my wife recognized that we that I was called to. Mm -hmm. So we both prayed about it for about a year and uh, recognized that, okay, this is indeed the Lord calling us to ministry. And then I began the process of going through the commission on ministry and becoming a postulant and going off to seminary again for another three years of schooling. That's a lot of schooling. A lot of schooling. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what year did you become a priest? I was ordained in 2000. Mm 